0: There was new research yesterday released by the Canadian Centre to End Human Trafficking, and it reveals the crucial need for greater public education on human trafficking. By the way, it's supposed to increase as COVID-19 restrictions ease. Findings from the study indicate that Canadians are shockingly unaware of the realities of human trafficking and how to make a difference. Julia Dreidick is Executive Director for the Canadian Centre to End Human Trafficking. She joins the show to help inform us here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here today, Kelly. Thank you for being here. Can you tell us where we are lacking when it comes to our knowledge of what human trafficking is and how big of a problem it is?
1: So generally speaking, about three quarters of Canadians have a general concern that human trafficking should be on their radar, but they have no idea about the realities of how it's playing out in Canada. So far too often they think it's like out of the movie Taken, where people are forcibly confined, kidnapped, smuggled across borders, And really, this is a domestic issue. It's by and large Canadian women and girls that are being trafficked by other Canadians um, within our commercial sex markets.
0: What does it mean to be trafficked?
1: So when we talk about trafficking, you know, this isn't just an issue of consensual sex work. It's where there's a third party. There's someone who is influencing, controlling, exploiting, and manipulating someone to engage in commercial sex activities. So that could be escort work, or it could also be um, webcamming, um, and where they're controlling everything and also hugely profiting from it as well.
0: So let's get to the highlights in your research. Can you inform us on on some of the things that we should be more aware of?
1: absolutely so um again about three quarters have this generally on their radar they've heard about human trafficking but more than half of respondents either don't believe or they're unaware that it's taking place in their communities and really human trafficking is taking place in every community across canada research that we released last february shows even that traffickers are systematically moving victims from city to city tapping into those different commercial sex markets but also so that they can keep them controlled and isolated. Who's most at risk? So really, no one is immune. Um, we see you know basically every demographic group um, being uh, you know represented in terms of the victims that we've identified. Um, but traffickers specifically look for those people that are already socially or economically vulnerable. They're looking mm. for people that might be having problems at home, um, issues with school, low self-esteem um but then because of that we also see certain groups overrepresented so we know children that are involved in the child welfare system are you know ex- extreme targets for um traffickers um as well as indigenous and black communities
0: you could but but i don't want to make people um fall under the impression that this couldn't happen you know in a a little good tight knit community where you know, uh, the kids seem to be getting along with their parents and they're involved in in school sports. Uh, What are the warning signs?
1: So the warning signs um, at a surface level might be that, um, you know, they might have really expensive things that you just can't quite Mm. understand. But really it's about a sudden change in behavior um, where they're pulling away. They might have a new set of friends or a new boyfriend. He might be quite a bit older with a lot of kind of power and status being really secretive about where they're going and what they're doing, canned answers um, that just don't seem genuine or real, and again, pulling away and distancing themselves. Um, we're also looking at folks, and the reality is that um, they're being exploited within the commercial sex industry, and, and largely that happens at night, um, and so they might be fatigued, um, tired, um, and then you know there's also a physical danger part where they might be showing signs of abuse, like cuts, bruises, um, or other forms of intimidation.
0: So you have um, indicated that, that that there are three steps towards a solution in your report. Can you maybe outline some of these steps?
1: Yeah, we've got a three-point call to action for Canadians to start being part of the solution. And one is to educate yourselves. Check out our website at www.canadiancentretoendhumantrafficking.ca trafficking.ca to better understand what the realities are in our communities across Canada. And from there, start looking out for the signs. Again, those are listed on our website. But if you What are the through- signs? So, again, it's with their um, withdrawing from their social uh, right. relationships. So being secretive about where they're going. Um, again, we might see them with really expensive clothes. Um, but those are signs parents.
0: that, sorry to interrupt, but those are signs because I don't want you to have to repeat yourself. But those are signs that parents are looking out for. But like, how would it? the rest of us uh, be able to spot someone that we suspect are being uh, trafficked? So, um,
1: unfortunately, this isn't something that's easily detectable by just walking past someone on the street. Um, And again, because these traffickers are manipulators, right? They're using psychological control. So in our first year of operating the hotline, we found that friends and family play an instrumental role, both in identifying exploitation, but also supporting those victims and survivors to exit and then access services. This is a community-based problem where we all need to be looking out to everyone that we know in our communities and our families And it's through those relationships of trust that we can open lines of communication and support someone to exit. It's far more um, similar to intimate partner violence or forms of domestic violence than it is um, something that might seem more, you know, um, easy to identify, like someone being chained um, or, you know, uh, locked up um, or uh, physically forced to do something. So this is going on. This is going on. Um, And in operating the Canadian Human Trafficking Hotline 24-7, you know, we get calls every single day, um, and we've received calls from every community across Canada. Um, There is no community that is immune.
0: Who are you mainly getting calls from? Concerned parents? Or are you getting calls from women and girls that are being trafficked, saying, help me, I have no idea where I am and I need help?
1: So about a third of our calls are from victims and survivors themselves. Um, And it could be when they're looking to exit, again, looking for those emergency housing, transportation services in that very dangerous situation of exiting. But it could also be um, after the fact when they're trying to access other supports like mental health and counselling. And then from there, we also, the second largest group is family and friends. People where someone in their life, things just don't feel right. They can't quite put Mm -hmm. their finger on it. And we're there to work with people to better understand both the signs and the realities of human trafficking, but how to keep those open lines of communication, um, but also around safety planning. So similar to domestic violence, the most dangerous time for a victim of human trafficking is when they try to leave. So we work with them to try and find the safest way for them to exit um, and to access supports.
0: I'm so happy you joined us on the show today. Uh, I want to, uh, uh, you know, you to once again reiterate the uh, the website so that people that have listening, that are listening right now, m- who might have a little nagging feeling that they might know somebody that's in trouble, knows where to go.
1: Absolutely, and we also run a twenty four seven completely confidential hotline at one. 1- 83391010. We're independent of government and law enforcement, and we are a safe non-judgmental place for people to talk. Or you can check out our website at www.caanadiancent to endhumantrafficking.ca.
0: Julia, before I let you go, what are the stats on human trafficking? Do we have numbers on how many people we think are being trafficked right now?
1: What we have is just the tip of the iceberg, but I will say in the very first year of operating the Canadian Human Trafficking Hotline, we identified 415 cases, which involved close to 600 victims and survivors. And again, that was just in our first year. It's the tip of the iceberg. Um, that and also looking at police reported data, I can safely say that we're looking at thousands of people every year that are being trafficked across Canada.
0: Wow. Julia, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate this Oh, I appreciate it too. Thank you so much and have a great day. You as well. Julia Drydeck is Executive Director for the Canadian Centre to End Human Trafficking. Hopefully uh, now uh, if you have a little inkling that something might be going wrong, uh, you can act on it.